0: at SFM Radio and at Stephen Grootes on Twitter. Well, confirmation from the DA last night, it's now received records from the ANC's cadre deployment committee. It's now studying them to see exactly which documents it has. The ANC handed over the documents following a ruling by the Constitutional Court that upheld an earlier Supreme Court of Appeal ruling that the ANC must hand over the documents under the promotion of Access to Information Act. In the past, the ANC has said it's handed over the records of its deployment committee from, as I Understand at 2018 to 2021 to the Zondo Commission, it also seems to have said it did not have records of meetings before that. Now, under the ANC's sort of convention, the deputy leader of the ANC chairs the deployment committee. In other words, it would have been before 2018 that now President Sir Ramaphosa was chair of that committee. The DA had asked for records of all of its deploy of the ANC's deployment committee meetings from 2013 to 2023. Lawson Naidu is the executive uh, secretary at the Council for the Advancement of the South African Constitution. Lawson, good morning.
1: Uh, Good morning, Stephen. Thank you very much.
0: There's a lot of information for people to go through here, uh, but I just want to step back from that for a moment. With what we know, could this turn out to be a victory for transparency? In other words, we finally get to kind of know what was happening, or do you think it's too early to even go that far?
1: um good morning stephen that's an important point to start because we do need to go back to uh, the the basis of the application which the democratic alliance made uh, and the anc as a as a private body um was uh, was obliged to uh, to reveal these documents because the democratic alliance had to demonstrate that they They had a right to this uh, to this information in terms of the promotion of access to information act in order to assert a right and that's sometimes quite difficult but the arguments that we used with the democratic alliance were related to their oversight responsibilities in parliament as the official opposition party they argued that uh, in order to have proper oversight over organs of state they needed access to these records of the ANC's deployment committee so that they could properly exercise that oversight and they also argued that they were preparing uh draft legislation on catered deployment and again needed access to these records in order to inform the development of that legislation so uh this is a far-sighted uh, application of uh of the promotion of access to information act uh, which has uh, almost been forgotten because of the time this has been taken but those are the reasons given by the high court when it initially made its order as We know both the Supreme Court of Appeal and now the Constitutional Court have dismissed the ANC's uh, applications for leave to appeal, which has left the ANC in the position where they were bound to disclose these records by yesterday.
0: I realise the issue of cadre deployments is hugely controversial. It's been a big issue for a very long time. The ANC has defended it strongly. I remember, of course, that a former public enterprise's Mr Barbara Hogan appeared to criticise it at the Zondo Commission. Could it be that cadre deployment uh, is good or bad, but is better if there's transparency. In other words, it may not be a terrible thing if the ANC tells us how it's made certain decisions. Of course, there must be limits to that. I mean, politicians in a political meeting uh, at a party political headquarters shouldn't really be making decisions about which judges get deployed.
1: Indeed, I mean, I think transparency is important in in uh, in uh, sustaining democracy broadly, uh, Stephen, uh, and particularly in this context, is uh, the you know the knowledge of the role played by different uh, stakeholders in determining key appointments in the public sector and organs of state is critically important to know whether there's been undue influence uh, in in that process where where the constitutional and legislative process. That are set out for the appointment of uh, certain personnel in 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 uh, certain sectors have been adhered to or flouted, uh, and in order to to ensure that there is accountability for those decisions, so transparency is critically important. Uh, and I think this is, uh, you know, the, the victory that uh, 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 or one of the victories that is being uh, brought about by this piece of legislation. But we also have to accept that because it's, it's a highly contested political terrain, uh, there are huge political implications of, uh, of the, um, the handover of these records.
0: If I remember correctly, the Chief Justice Raymond Zondo at the end of the Zondo Commission, he wasn't Chief Justice then, but he, he made a finding that cadre deployment is illegal. Um, Do you think that finding would stand up in in the constitutional court? I mean, uh, this issue, it is political terrain. Absolutely. It's legal terrain, too.
1: Yeah, well, we must also remember that there is a parallel case that the Democratic Alliance have brought uh, to declare that the practice of catered deployment is unconstitutional and illegal. That matter is still before the courts. So there is no finding on that as yet. Uh, and I think that would certainly be an interesting uh, legal and political case. But uh, you know, in terms of the constitution itself, the constitution clearly says that uh, nobody may be prejudiced, prejudiced or favoured for a position in the public service simply because they support a political uh, particular political party. Uh, but that's the, you know that, that 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 that's the only clear provision. There are other provisions about you know people being appointed on the basis of skills and merit and so on. Uh, and uh, the the real challenge is to navigate that and to say whether uh, 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 a particular appointment uh, was in pursuit of a, a policy of cater deployment to the, uh, uh, with, you know, disregarding all of the other factors. And if we think, Stephen, to the state capture issue, and without uh, mentioning names, there are a number of people who are heavily implicated in state capture, particularly in organs of state such as ESCOM and, Trans- and Transnet. But if you look at their, their CVs, they would seem to be eminently qualified for those positions, yet they sem- they seem to have demonstrated uh, severe ethical deficiencies when they got into those positions and enabled state capture to take place.
0: Lawson Naidu, thank you, Executive Secretary at KSAC, really appreciate the insight.